0: off the ball Cristiano Ronaldo was offered to numerous clubs in the summer and no deal could have been done subscribe now to the OTB football podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB sports app
1: football on off the ball with Sky watch Brighton take on Spurs on Saturday Night Football live only on Sky Sports this is News Talk
0: It is Thursday on Off The Ball, so it's time to talk to John Giles. Evening, John.
1: Evening, Nathan.
0: Uh, The last two games I were at was the Manchester Derby last Sunday and before that, Ireland-Armenia. And I won't lie, John, it was like watching two different sports.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It certainly was. How
0: impressed were you with that Manchester City performance in the Derby?
1: Well, the Manchester Manchester City performance was fantastic. I think they went three up, four up by Uh, half-time. You can't wish for for much more two lads getting Foden and Haaland getting hat-tricks you know just played them off the pitch played City uh, City, sorry played United off the pitch Nathan no contest
0: they obviously have an incredibly talented squad a far more talented squad than Manchester United but what was so obvious there on the day was the work rate as well, the intensity from Manchester City from the first minute. From Jack Grealish when he had that run and Diogo Dallo, and he picked up the booking. Like they, <laughs> to put it back to basic, like they also seem to want it that bit more, which is a, a sign for Manchester City that they're going to be almost impossible to stop this season.
1: Well, they're going to be very difficult to stop, Nathan. But they'll have teams against them that will put, put much more, 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 much more spirit into the game than United did. You know, United were, were disgraceful on the day. Now, you're talking about City, which is great. I mean, the way they played is the way you should play. Mm. Plenty of goal from the, from the goal. Plenty of goal, plenty of get, getting tight on the opposition. And obviously scoring the goals the way they did. You know, four up by half time, uh, which is excellent. So uh, they're a perfect example to United of what needs to be done. Now, I'm not saying United can do that overnight, uh, but what was amazing afterwards when manager Eric van Ten Haig, uh you mean, United were humiliated, was was thanking Pep what all, in the press for the lessons that they gave them.
0: A reality I check.
1: Well, I, I, I never, I've never heard of that before. I've never heard of an opposing manager who'd been totally trounced, to, especially in the, in the same city, uh, pe- uh, on, publicly stating thanks very much for the lesson. You know, this is, this is total rubbish, uh, Nathan, you know, from a manager coming out like that. You know, he said he didn't put uh, Ronaldo on the sub uh, out of respect for him. Right, mm. uh, this is, this is schoolboy stuff. And then, then we read afterwards, Fernandez is in the dressing room after the match shouting his mouth off. You know, that's, that's the manager's job. And the thing with is it, it uh, and I've seen it before in football the guy doing this more, more, more shouting off Nathan is, is the guy who's not really doing his job but he shouldn't be allowed to do that you know the manager's obviously in the dressing room and said look you keep quiet I'll, I'll do the talking here uh, but from United's point of view it was rubbish from a Manchester City point of view it was excellent
0: just on City then Before we get on to All those points on Eric Ten Hag And some of the strange things That were said after the game like You could almost Spend time talking about Each of that front five For Manchester City And, and how important And how brilliant they were During that game like, like Jack Grealish is a player We've spoken about a lot over The last few weeks And some of the struggles He's had it, it, everything, all the question marks were over him and the way he was playing and being conservative and not going at the defence like, did he answer a lot of those questions with that performance last Sunday? Well,
1: well it was better uh, than he has been playing Nathan, and it was an ideal match for him to be in because they were, they were brilliant from the start uh, and obviously if you're doing your teammates are doing that, then it makes it easier for you, so Grealish played well but, I mean, the, the, the real heroes there was, was Haaland, as we know, scored three, and Foden scored. I mean, is a really top-class player. Mm. But Grealish did better than he has been doing in previous matches. Uh, but you, you would expect him to, on a night like that or a day like that, uh, when you're playing against the opposition that Manchester City were playing against.
0: Foden because of the team that he's in and there's so many superstars I don't say he's underappreciated but so often we focus on Kevin De Bruyne last season and this season all anyone wants to talk about is Erling Haaland and even after the game on Sunday it's all Erling Haaland because it's three home hat-tricks in a row overshadowing the fact that Foden yet again in one of the biggest games of the season has turned up and delivered for his side and he's also only 22 when you look at Foden and his, and his skill set what are you seeing that, that makes him special?
1: Well, nearly everything. Uh, Nathan His control is good. His attitude is good. Um, he's quick. Takes his chances. As you say, he's only 22. He's only he's only still learning his trade. Uh, but, he, but and he's playing in different positions. I mean, Harland is brilliant. But Harland Harland plays in the position that he's best in. Foden, to be honest, I wouldn't be able to tell you what what is his best position because he's so good. He plays on the right side. Plays on the left side. He can play down the middle. He can play in midfield. You know, he's a terrific lad. His attitude is good. So, he, he, he's, he's, he's got everything going for him. And I, I, and I think he, he has the right attitude to get better and better, Nathan. Uh, you know, uh, you say De Bruyne... I'm sometimes not a De Bruyne, De Bruyne Fran, but I think since he's got Haaland into the team and, and Bowden, the, the passes that he has at his disposal that he's able to do is... Is being used more and more now, and there's somebody there to deliver his passes too, which is a huge help for him as well. Um, so, and he's well able to do that, as we know, uh, to Brandon. Like he can pick a pass out, he can deliver the pass. So, it's a, it's a, it's a huge combination for them. You know, you got the Silva in the middle of the field as well. I think he's the best midfield player uh, by far. Um, so they're setting up the chances. You got Haaland now that they didn't have last year a real goal scorer and now they got him so that's a plus as well Nathan so it can only get better and better for City I can't see their latitude uh, diminishing in any way Uh, and you got the right manager there for them so like the performance last week was was excellent from City but but you'd have to say United's performance generally even fighting fighting for it uh, wasn't there from the start of the game not
0: from the start, even. Haaland so. has 14 goals now in his eight Premier League appearances, 19 in 12 games in total with a couple of goals he got in the first half last night. Like We have never seen anything like this, uh, certainly since the Premier League started. Uh, we're almost going back towards Dixie Dean times for a goal-scoring <coughs> record like that. If he can maintain it, it'll, it'll be an unbelievable number he gets to. <coughs> when you watch him, can you can you figure out just why he's so good?
1: Well, his attitude is good from the st- for the start, and, and don't forget before he came to City, he scored loads of goals. In was in Germany, wasn't yeah, it?
0: Yeah, Brucey Dortmund.
1: You know his his record, his record there was it was unbelievable, and now he's in a situation where he's got a lot of really really good players around him that are making the chances for him. Because if you if you look at him playing, he he doesn't make many chances for other people, Nathan. Now, that's, that's not a criticism. It's because he's concentrating and getting goals himself. Like, in general play, he's not in it that much. But when, it's, when it comes to the real stuff for him, he's in it because he, he's, 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 he's so quick and so well-balanced for a big fella. Now, there's not many big fellas like him are as well-balanced and as quick. Um, he's good in the air, as we can see. Uh, good on both feet. Very, very quick. Reads it well. He's always in there. And City do make chances, probably more chances than any other team. That's what was remarkable about City last year, that they scored, actually scored more goals than Liverpool mm. uh, without without a recognised uh, uh, striker. So it's, it's really, really good for him. I think they're made for each other because he's, he's not going to kill himself working, he doesn't have to do that. But, but every chance he gets, well, 90, 90% of what I've seen, chances he's sticking in the back of the net. Headers right foot, left foot. Um, I mean, he's been a great signing for Manchester City. There's no doubt about that.
0: Uh, they're not top of the league. Arsenal are top of the league. But do you see any way City don't win the title this season?
1: Well, they would, they've got to be favourites, Nathan. You know, I, I can't see Arsenal. Arsenal have done very well. Arteta has done very well. But I can't see him having the consistency uh, over, over the, the long period of season that Manchester City are more likely to have. I think Manchester City have more game-winners, scorers, than uh, than Arsenal have.
0: You mentioned Eric Ten Hag in some of his comments after the game. The one that got the most attention was his reasoning for not bringing Cristiano Ronaldo on out of respect for the great career that he'd had and almost it'd be insulting mm. to bring him on in such a scenario. Uh, the other one was about the reality check. So among his comments were, it was a reality check, so we have to learn from it and carry on. So thank you for the lesson from Pep and City. Okay. We will take that and we have to understand we have to do things much better. Now, mm. that implies, obviously, it's not it's the players who have to have that reality check. It felt to me there was more Ten Hag who needed the reality check because if anyone was getting carried away when you look at that team selection maybe it was him they'd won four games in a row there was obviously a bit of momentum a bit of confidence but to go into a game away at Manchester City uh, to leave somebody with the experience of Casemiro on the bench to trust that Ericsson and McTominay midfield would somehow be able to withstand that Manchester City midfield it seemed incredibly naive
1: well well it, it was yeah what was he saying you needed Nathan? Who, Ten hags. Yeah. yeah. The players who voted attitude or something. Mm. You know, you know, like, attitude is what every professional footballer has to have from the start of the game. That's, that's, that's your starting point. That's not something you're looking for. That's something that should be there every time you go on the pitch. You're a professional footballer. That's what you have to do. You know, you don't have the attitude... Uh, you know it's all the great players are great players because they have the attitude but what, but what attitude do you need it's, it's, when, you, when you're professional you, well you try the best you possibly can when the opposition have the ball and use it as best you possibly can when you have the ball yourself I mean Man- Manchester City didn't even start the game you know, they were 4-0 up in, in no time because their attitude not their attitude but their fighting spirit which is all part of the attitude when you go on, on the football pitch Nathan as a manager, you don't, be, you don't be looking for that. That should be there. And it wasn't there. So I don't know what he's talking about. It just didn't make sense at all to me about the Ronaldo situation, the, the attitude and all the various things that he was talking I don't know what he's talking about. This is a, a local derby match in Manchester, one of the biggest, two biggest clubs in the world, where you're looking for attitude after the match. The, the managers set the attitude anyway. But you shouldn't be asking for attitude mm. you know it's there it should be there and if it's not there it should be out you know but well, he's the manager he's responsible for that
0: he ended up having to take off Malassia the left back at half time because he'd mm. been booked after Dallow had been booked mm. is that just players not understanding about what sort of attitude you need in a derby because I guess they're throwing themselves into challenges that's uh mm. you know all in And some may see that As an attitude That you bring to a game That there's a bit of fight there They're not going to make it easier For Manchester City They're going to get very physical With them Obviously it didn't work
1: No And it doesn't work Nathan And they've been doing that For the last few matches Along with Martinez mm. Right I talked to somebody Before the match And I said And I don't I don't gamble I said put a few Bob on Martinez Giving the penalty away Or any of them like that's, that's not that much that they've been doing that they, they've been steaming in from nowhere the three of them the three of them at the back there you know how they don't give a pen, more penalties away or penalties away I, don't, I do not know and they're not getting the ball you know they're, they're being hard or they're over hard for the sake of it in many ways you know they're not winning the ball you've got to, you've got to do things and, and that's fullbacks that you've got to be really careful about and I'm not surprised you took them off I don't think they've been playing well the last few minutes, despite the match that they've been winning. Now, I'm having a hard go at them at this, this way, but I, I, I just could not see any sense on anything the manager did with his players and the players at the weekend. I mean, 4-0 down at half-time in a derby match, Nathan. Dreadful, dreadful stuff. And then the manager making the, 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 the comments that he did about writing to him and um, get, getting in touch with Pep or something, all this rubbish. Dreadful stuff, really. This is a, a big game. This is a Manchester derby, and four and nil down at half time. I mean, they got down to six three in the end, but but it was a walk in the park for, for for City. City had the right attitude to go and play and get get back get the ball back when you have another and use it well. That's, that's just the basic parts of the game, and we we didn't see that, and then and stupid comments afterwards would drive you mad.
0: What do you do? What would you do with somebody like Bruno Fernandez, who it seems has all the talent in the world and you know, has been one of the outstanding players in the Premier League at times over the past couple of seasons but you notice him more on the pitch now for his constant moaning and rolling around than actual impact with the football at his feet. It does seem when you talk about attitude that like, is, he, is he offering enough to United at the moment?
1: No, Nowhere near, Nathan. Hasn't done for a long time. At least all last year. He was the one moaning at the referee, moaning at the players. He was the one you could hear, this is what we should be doing, should, what he should be doing. I've seen I've seen things like that before, Nathan, in clubs, where the fellow that's doing the most talking is the guy most responsible for what's happening. You know? And, 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 and the manager it has to be weak there in the dressing room afterwards to let him do the shouting. You know, it's what we read in the paper, you could hear him shouting from outside the dressing room. That's a player who hasn't been doing it himself you know that's getting away with than really he should be told off shut up sit down you're as bad as everybody else that's what he should be told and it's a bad sign from the manager's point of view to be quite honest Nathan you know
0: you think as well that the other players can see that that like if Fernandez is going out and you know he's running the show in games and everyone else isn't performing fair yeah. enough you let him away with yeah. it but and they
1: know They know he's not doing his stuff as well. But if the manager doesn't say straight away, be quiet, sit down, you're as bad as everybody else, I'll do the talking here, then the rest of the players know, the manager knows what he's talking about, are getting a grip of it. But if he doesn't do that and he lets. This goes through the dressing room, Nathan. This is one of the worst things you can do in football. Is that one of the players in a match that they all have done badly? Is, is now taken over in the dressing room to do the shouting. He can't do it.
0: I want to ask you about uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold who you know, scored a wonderful free kick for Liverpool against Rangers the other night and the criticism he's been coming in for about his uh, defensive capabilities. Mm. Uh, Jurgen Klopp was asked about this I think mainly in the context of England and the fact that he hasn't been getting a run uh, for England he said he's a good defender he doesn't always defend good that's true as well but this is what we're working on he's a young player there's space for improvement, definitely. And went on then to talk about his role in the team, how at Liverpool he asks them to press very high up the pitch and he puts the trust in Fabinho or Henderson or the three other defenders to cover him because they really see Alexander-Arnold more as an attacking option than somebody who has massive defensive responsibilities. Does, is that something you hear and go, actually, yeah, that's fair enough. That explains a lot about the way that Alexander-Arnold has been playing.
1: I think it's total nonsense, Nathan, to be quite honest. Uh, you mean, when he he was asked last week about his defending, uh, he said, I don't know what all the fuss is about, about Alexander's defending. You know, as if it's okay. It's okay what he's doing. Now, Alexander is is a terrific player, a very talented lad, especially when he's going forward, Nathan. But he's not a good defender at all. I mean, we've been going on about him for the last two years. He's on the ball, distributing the ball well, brilliantly at times, making goals. But coming to defend and it's not poor. How he doesn't see that, uh, uh, Klopp, I don't know. I mean, the other night we saw him scoring a a terrific free kick. And and most of the papers were coming up. What the England manager think of that? Well, nobody's ever criticised him about free kicks. What they've criticised him about is not defending as well as he should do. And that, that happens with Liverpool. He's a terrific player going forward. But but I I, I don't see where he's saying you have to have a formation where it suits him, Alexander, to go forward. Mm. Like that that means you're putting an extra player on the pitch to do defending that he should be doing. Now, what the idea? The the the, the great. What happens with the grateful is Alexander, they're very good at defending, and they're extremely good at attacking at the right time. You know, a perfect example for him, in my opinion, for, for Alexander, is Robertson. Robertson is a really, really good defender. That's the main thing he's in, on the pitch for. When you're a defender, you're a defender. When you're going forward and do well, in my opinion, that's a bonus. Robertson comes forward, does well, and he, and, and, and he makes a few goals. Not as many as Alexander. But he doesn't give any away. I mean, if you took Ale- Alexander's statistics... For goals that he makes is very very good, but the, you never see statistics for goals that the defenders cause. That's never in the in, in the in the equation. So he's a terrific player going forward, but how Klopp can say, "Well, I'm going to do make make a, a, a reason for him to go forward or allow him to go forward." And what is he doing wrong? I, I don't I don't get that from Klopp, who's a, who's a, a top class manager. I mean, Alexander going forward is excellent, Nathan. But when you're a fullback, you're a fullback. And we've seen so many times, so many times over the last couple of years, particularly this year, how many times he's been the cause of goals. Quite a lot. Certainly a lot more than a fullback should be doing. And how he can see that, I don't know.
0: I guess one of the points that maybe he's trying to make is that, like, Trent Alexander-Arnold was playing it right back when Liverpool were winning the Premier League title when they were winning the Champions League title and now there's a real focus on him because other parts of the Liverpool team are breaking down so he's suddenly being left more exposed so what Trent is doing isn't massively different from a couple of years ago it's more that the rest of the team aren't as effective
1: I think his attitude is the same, Aiton, right? So when he was doing what he was doing I saw him in some bad positions there was so much on top it wasn't exposed and his, his, his good points were exaggerated that's because Liverpool were doing what they were doing right but Liverpool are not doing that anymore they're not dominating the game as much as they wanted. so you have to defend now the times that he was actually getting forward that there was the times I saw him in Lenton, where he was nearly in the opponent's penalty area right but it, it, it didn't it, it didn't didn't cause trouble because there was so much on top at that, that, that time this season now not so much on other games when they haven't been so much on top if you look back on it uh, I mean you go to, back to the Manchester United game a few weeks ago the fella got behind him the, the winger for United mm. right he crossed the ball over and I watched, watched everybody watched uh, Alexander at that stage he didn't chase back into the penalty area he jotted back in Actually, if he'd have sprinted back in, he might have got a block on the ball. He might have. The second goal against Manchester United, he was on the halfway line, and the United centre forward was sticking the ball in the back of the net. I mean, why? Why are everybody talking to him not defending well when he should be defending well? Because it's quite obvious at times. Right? So what Klopp was saying, he's okay, uh, we're going to play an extra fullback. At him. that's 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 totally wrong in my opinion. I mean, he's a brilliant fullback. Going forward, but I would always take the defender who can defend well and go forward at the right time. Now he's talking about playing at the track, sorry, at the three at the back to accommodate what Alexander is not doing as a defender. It doesn't make sense. I don't think that makes sense. I don't.
0: Uh, All Our Football is brought to you by Sky. You can watch every live Premier League game this season on Sky Sports, BT Sports and Premier Sports. Uh, Time for just a couple more questions, John. Uh, We'll come back to maybe Arsenal and Tottenham because I'm sure we'll talk about them a lot more over the next couple of weeks. Uh, Leicester finally got their victory the other night against Nottingham Forest. James Madison was the star of the show, got himself a couple of goals. Uh, Obviously, people are looking at World Cup squads and sort of where he ranks amongst the midfielders in the Premier League right now. Is he anywhere near to a uh, Foden and Grealish at the moment?
1: Well, certainly not Foden. I mean, Grealish has only just played okay the other day. He hasn't been playing well. Uh, and he's, he's playing more as a winger than Madison mm. players. Um, but he's a very, very talented player all right, Nathan, you know. But but again, he's, 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 he's a player that's going to influence the game in a way of scoring, scoring goals, which is very, very good. Uh, but, if you've got, if he's supposed to be a midfield player, then you want somebody really doing their stuff in midfield, Nathan. Right? And you'd have to judge him. Okay, is he better at scoring goals than the England players that we have doing that particular job? In other words, I don't see him as a genuine midfield player. He's a midfield player, starts from midfield, but is more of a forward player, a goal scorer. He's a very, very talented lad, but I'm yeah. not. I'm not sure I would. Depend on him As much as I, as I would Depend some of the lads Already in the England team
0: and Does he Does he look like Somebody who has the talent to, I was going to say Top 6 But Leicester would probably still uh, See themselves as maybe A top 6 side But 2A City uh, Liverpool Tottenham Arsenal Chelsea Somebody have the ability To play for one of those Champions League teams
1: Yeah I think he probably would Nathan. You know He probably would But he'd want to be scoring A lot of goals from that position mm. You know I mean, he's a talented lad. He's been there a few years. Uh, he's been around a few years. I think he's got a couple of caps already. Um, but he, he doesn't look like a player to me when I watch him to depend on him. I think if it goes his way, it goes his way. If it doesn't, it doesn't.
0: So he doesn't um, He doesn't grab the game by the scruff of the neck?
1: No. No, definitely not. It'd he, he, have to be scored scoring goals for you. All right. It'd have to be scored scoring goals. He doesn't do an awful lot in the middle of the field.
0: John, great stuff as always We'll talk to you next Thursday Thanks Nathan John Giles with us as always Every Thursday on Off The Ball If you missed any of that You can watch it back on our social channels Or of course just subscribe To our football feed on the podcast network You get all our football every day And you get John Giles every Thursday night
1: Football on Off The Ball With Sky Don't miss high-flying Arsenal versus Liverpool On Super Sunday Live only on Sky Sports This is is news talk